good morning, good afternoon, whenever you're watching this. This is You Have to Watch This Podcast. I'm Ryan. This I'm, is, I'm Alan. And this is Alan. <laughs> How's everybody doing? Okay. That pause was for you to answer. Yeah. If you didn't, too late. Moving on. So <laughs> There we go. <laughs> so, uh, this week, Alan, well, not this week, since we're, this is the third podcast we're doing in a row recording. Yeah. Um, I had Alan watch Field of Dreams. Yes. One of my favorite baseball films of all time. Yes. I watched it a few weeks ago. A few weeks ago. I watched it in anticipation of us doing the episode the next day. Yeah. Here we are three weeks weeks later. later. Yeah. Um, Which is fine. I think you got sick or something. Which is which happens? Yeah, no, because I got uh, it was the food poisoning. Yeah. If anybody cared to know what 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 I was dealing with. Yeah. Yeah, I did not want to be you that day. No. Um, but yeah, so I had watched it and took a few notes that make no sense to me now. Um, because well, maybe talking about it might help yeah. you remember a little bit. No, I don't think it will. Uh, you never know. Um, but yeah, so I watched it then. Um, <laughs> I watched it late at night cause I had to go somewhere in the morning and it's like, yeah. and then we were going to do it in the episode in the afternoon. I was like, Oh, okay. Well, I guess. All this is just going to go away. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I watched it, and I, I remember stuff. So you that's why I kind of want you to take point on this okay. one, because I don't really know where to go okay. with it. So. Okay, so for those of you that haven't seen it, at this point, the movie is, oh, God, close to, it's got to be 20-plus years old at this point. Or even maybe thirty. Nineteen eighty nine. Nineteen eighty nine. Yeah. So it's it's almost thirty years old. Twenty nine years old. It's a story about a guy who has pretty much dad issues because he moved away from home at a very young age and never saw his dad ever again because his dad passed away before he had the chance. Yeah. And he moves to Iowa, and this is and that's where the movie picks up. Uh, he's in Iowa walking in his farm field, which he never thought he'd ever do, move, move to Iowa for one or even become a farmer. And he hears voices in the cornfield telling him to, if he build, if, if he builds it, he will come. Yeah. And so he goes off on this adventure hearing voices and doing what they're telling him to do, which sounds a little psychotic. But the what this movie is based around is the fact that his dad was a minor league baseball player that never made it to the majors and his entire and and his entire childhood was raised listening to stories about the players that his dad admired baseball. and going to baseball games and everything else and it pretty much ends with him building a baseball field on on his farm almost lo- almost losing the farm because of it and ending up not having to lose the farm because people come from all over the country to watch um, the great baseball players who have passed on coming back in, in their prime yeah. as ghosts playing baseball on this field that he made in his property. Yeah. So that's the whole thing around the movie. That's yeah. the whole storyline. I had never seen it before, which is why we did it for the podcast. I wanted to do it because every year we try to do something. You're a huge baseball fan. I think that's safe to Cheers. say. <laughs> um, you're a huge baseball fan, so I want to try to do something baseball-related around the start of the season. Yeah. Here we are a month and a half into it. Which is still the first half of the season, yeah. so it still works. So I think last one one year we did 42. Yes. I don't think we did a baseball one last year. Is the last, last summer was kind of hectic. Yeah. 
Um, but we did Field of Dreams for this. And I I knew about I knew more about this movie from pop culture than I did about than from actually watching it. Yeah. So I knew the if you build it, they will come. Yeah. I knew I knew the twist at the end mm-hmm. because they talk about it a lot in How I Met Your Mother. Like, yeah. Like that's the this is the movie that every guy loves because it makes them like just feel stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I was So I have to admit, if I don't keep myself straight, I cry during this movie. Where do like, you cry is, at the very end? I there are points in it that I do. I mean when you uh not to jump ahead from what uh from what you were saying, but one of the biggest points in the movie where it hits me is when and I again when we first started this podcast and I'll say it again, I'm bad with actors' names. Doesn't yeah. matter how famous they are, they're never there when I need to say it. Um Darth Vader's voice. James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones, thank you. Um the speech he gives towards the end, talking about how people will come in and they'll sit yeah. down and find a spot reserved for them. Like that makes that like that gives me goosebumps. That yeah. entire thing, and then having the baseball players come around, like that gives me goosebumps. That gets me like that gets me emotional. That 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 triggers my childhood. Going yeah. to Bush Stadium in St. Louis, watching Ozzy Smith play, watching you know, just that to me is like you go into a ballpark, everything else melts away, and it's just. I mean, to to its very core, it's just entertainment. But it's entertainment that pulls on my memories of when I was a kid. Yeah. So that speech that he gives rips me up every single time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I I'm not afraid to admit it. I cried at the very end with, <laughs> with the dad stuff. Oh yeah, no. The, 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 and there's the and there's that too. Yeah. Um, and I picked a a hell of a night to watch this too. Like so that before I started watching this, um my dad had mess- had invited us over for dinner mm-hmm. but i was tired my wife had worked all day we, we we already had other plans so we did our other plans and then i watched field of dreams and i felt like an asshole for <laughs> canceling on my dad like saying no i was like son of a bitch <laughs> like oh it was it was rough yeah but, um yeah like it, it got i say i don't know if this is going to get me or not like i i had no clue going into it like if I was going to cry and I tear it up. Yeah. No, I'm not afraid to admit it. Like, <laughs> like I tear up at the, like if it, a movie's, a, if a movie's meant to tear me up, mm-hmm. then it's probably going to tear me up. Yeah. I feel like this one's meant to like story wise. It's supposed to. Yeah. One of the things that kind of <laughs> irritates me a little bit about the movie though, is like, you're watching it. I'm, I'm watching. I'm just like, I wish life was this. I, I wish life was like this. Like, I wish something like that actually did exist. And I wish that going about the storyline the way he did, like just driving to Boston and getting a hold of that, uh, um, and and getting a hold of that author, and then yeah. driving to Minnesota and freely talking to people like that, like that doesn't happen, <laughs> or it doesn't yeah. happen enough for it to seem realistic. But that's the only thing that that watching it, I'm kind of like, Ugh. but other than that, like just. The showing how when you're wrapped into something, it doesn't have to be baseball. It can be anything. It can be whatever your hobby is. It could be your geekdom. It could be Star Trek or Star Wars or yeah. Harry Potter or um, it could be you know the Marvel universe, the DC universe. It could be you know any other sport, hockey, football, whatever. When you're raised in it, this movie does a really good job of showing how ingrained 
that stuff can get to people yeah. with the way he is with baseball, talking about uh, talking about the White Sox, talking of uh, um, and talking to his daughter about uh, um, about Joe. Yes, really, Joe. Yeah, and talking about him and just how like he can recite the numbers, he can talk about each game, he can talk about and just everything that has to do with it. It's a good example of just, it's normal to have those type of hobbies that get that insane. I think the closest other example for me would be the end of Logan. Have you, you've seen Logan by now, right? Not yet. Okay. (laughs) You know how it ends. Yeah, 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 I do. So like that's 17 years of a character that I've grown up with Mm -hmm. from 2000, like Hugh Jackman, like his portrayal of Wolverine like throughout all those years, like, all those different movies, like that's that's Wolverine, and like to have that story come to an end, and have Xavier's story come to the come to the end in that, it that's like the other thing for me is like that's it brings back all those memories of all that, and that's what gets me. Like that's yeah, that's my baseball. Yeah, and and like I said, it's it's a good example of a portrayal of now granted the example they use is baseball, but it's a good example of how tied up people can get into things, how much it means to them to the point like that, like for, uh, for that, uh, for that character in field of dreams, that connection with his family, the connection with his dad was baseball. Yeah. And then even when he's talking about what he did when he left home, like how bad he feels on it. Like it was yeah. something that he loved doing himself, but because he was so upset at his dad, he used his favorite thing and his dad's favorite thing against him. One th- one thought I had watching the movie, the movie is I really thought his dad was going to be Shoeless Joe. Huh. I thought it was going to be like a twist where he lied to him about baseball, like his career, because they they talk about how he played in the min in the minors. Yeah. Um, but he didn't really ever go into details like, oh, because he's lying and he's actually Shoeless Joe. Like, that's why he's, he's obsessed with his own career. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't the case. I was like, oh, that, that would have been an interesting way to take it. It would have been more, I don't know, it would have been more, if they would have done something like that, it would have fallen into the whole, like, you know, I told the truth, but by a certain point of view, you know, saying that his dad never made it to the majors. He was only, he, he only played in the minors. Yeah. And then having it switch up that the reason why he never wanted to, like, he never wanted to uh, admit that his dad was Joe. So he would just, like, he flipped the he flipped the storyline a little bit. Yeah. Well, I don't even think it would be that. It was just that the dad lied. Well, the yeah, dad, true. Yeah, so um, that's just one thought I had watching it. Yeah. Um, I didn't expect it to leave... Iowa at all. Because so, he goes to Boston yeah. and then he goes to Minnesota. I did not expect that. Um, I th- just thought it was all in a cornfield. Yeah. Well, that's one of the things that um, going to Boston then going to Minnesota, um, going to Boston for Fenway. Yeah. Fenway for, makes sense. Yeah. Uh, for that. Now, at that time when they made this film, Yankee Stadium was still iconic because yeah. it was still the stadium that had a ton of history in it, along with Fenway and along with Wrigley. Hence, they bring up Wrigley. Yeah, uh, in the film as well. It's just I going to Boston 
when it comes to baseball history, it, it, it makes sense yeah. to go there. And then going to Minnesota, I think, was just a, a random just a random thing. Is, Is Minnesota on the way to Iowa if you're coming from Boston? Uh, it, it depends if you want to do a straight line or make a right turn along the way or a left turn along the way. I don't know. Okay. So, Iowa. I haven't looked at a map in a long time. Iowa to Boston. Mm-hmm. Boston to Minnesota. Okay. Minnesota to Iowa. That really helps for our audio podcast. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. I know. Um, okay, so... Okay. No, no, no. We're Iowa. good. We're good. We're, we don't need. We don't. We don't need it. We, <laughs> yeah. they, they're listening on their phones. They can Google a map of the United States <laughs> if they don't know where Minnesota and Iowa are compared yeah. to Boston. Um, I probably could have done that too and saved us a minute. Yeah, but it's okay. <laughs> I really liked the speech that, like, like you talked about mm-hmm. at the end there. Um, I also liked the stuff with the doc with uh, the doctor in Minnesota. Yeah, with moonlight. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Where he like time traveled for mm-hmm. like a, an hour. Yeah. Like that was bizarre. Yeah, well, that, that that's the. It, it it I guess it was more a lot more fantasy than I expected it to be. Like oh I, no, it is. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, it's all about I mean, field of dreams. I mean, and that's exactly what it is. I mean, he builds a baseball field, and the spirits or ghosts of these guys, of either when they were in their prime or around when they died, yeah, show up in their baseball uniforms, and this isn't like. You know, we're, and granted, so the movie was made in '89. So this this isn't for people listening who are around our age. This isn't guys walking around in, you know, like the skin tight baseball uniforms of like the '70s and '80s. This is like, like the baggy yeah. cotton jerseys. I guess what I just wasn't expecting was like the time travel aspect of yeah. it, and like them picking him up along the road later on, and like I I expected the you can put it. <laughs> here so you don't have to keep reaching over your mic stand it's just very awkward to watch you like <laughs> so people not for people who aren't in the room currently i'm reaching in between the four inches between the one monitor and the mic stand to grab a thing of yeah. water and yeah <laughs> when there's all this other space on the other side with nothing here like it's a whole open room <laughs> on his right anyway to me ghosts and, and spirits of the past are one thing yeah but then you get into time travel and then picking like if you have these spirits in the in the field like mm-hmm. that like like that's an isolated incident yeah but then you have them on the side of the road and picking them up like that's something different like i did not expect it to be more than just the field okay. like i didn't expect them to find this magic for lack of a better word magic in minnesota and yeah. along the side of the road leaving minnesota yeah you get what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I got you. It, I mean, I, it's not that I don't like it. I just wasn't expecting that. So that was a nice little. You were expecting to him to see the ghost of Doc. Yeah, like walking along the sidewalk, a young version of him, and then having like like a whole night conversation with him in his office, yeah. and then picking him up when he was a kid along the road, going down to his back to his farm. Part of that to me isn't really like to me. I see it differently. I don't see it as time travel. I see it as more of like a spirit. Thing, kind of like a spirit realm more of the line of just it being like a ghost what i find interesting in it though is that everybody to a point looks the way they did when they passed away yeah you can make some arguments that that isn't a concrete statement for the film because they show other players that clearly are in playing age and a lot of them died in the 70s 60s and the early early 80s but you see him as an old man the way he looked when he died and then you they 
if you're paying attention, you know who it is as soon as he gets into the van because he's talking about, you know, going to a town where they, you know, they'll find jobs for you in the town if you play for their team. That off the bat, for that era when the movie was made, just like how Costner's character was saying, doesn't exist yeah. anymore. Like, that's something they did back in the 20s because his dad used to talk about stuff like that. Yeah. There's a lot of heartbreaking moments towards the end of the film. Like, at the... Like the whole last chunk of it when they're at the baseball field and the brother-in-law comes and yells at him, like, you got to sell this. Yeah. Um, like the kid falling. Yeah. And choking on the hot dog. And then the doc comes over to the edge of the field and then crosses the threshold. And then he's old again. Like that was not something I, I expected. That part of it shows. See, I, I yeah. Part of what makes the obsession with baseball, and I can kind of explain this a little bit. You know, people always say that it's a it's a romantic game. Like yeah. baseball is romance or you know, baseball is, you know, a romantic sport and it's because it can be so many different things to different people. Yeah. And for that character, he just wanted one inning to be able to prove that he could play with major league players. Yeah. But he says when he's older in in uh, in his office that, you know, five minutes as a doctor would have been a tragedy. And he had fun playing baseball and it was a hobby for him and it was fun. And uh, and yeah. that's what his release was. But helping people was more was more important to him. Yeah. And that's what I that's what I like about that character is that it shows that in a in a movie that's based around a guy where baseball is everything to him, yeah, it's good to have that reminder of it's just a game. Yeah, <laughs> and I like that. I liked how they, you see him like hesitate for a second about mm-hmm. what to do, and then he he does it, and then he's he's gone. Yeah, and then you have James Earl Jones's speech. Yeah, where they they will come. They will come from all over. Yeah. Um, the light side, the dark side. Oh. <laughs> um, and then they invite him to go with them yeah. when they leave. Now, I take that as that's him dying. Is that? That I don't he... know. I haven't really looked into it, a lot of the fan theories about Yeah, the movie. it's kind of open-ended. That's how I interpreted it. Yeah. How do you interpret it? Uh, to be honest, every time I see it, I'm always expecting him to say, you know, no, you don't understand. Like, you know, there, there, there's another reason why he's secluded himself from society mm-hmm. and it could be that like he was diagnosed with something and he's dying yeah and that's why they invited him because it's like he's gonna be dead in two weeks because he has terminal cancer or well, something here's the thing that i'm always expecting that here's the thing that just popped in my head i don't want him to that to be his death because he has to let his father know where he is at, throughout the, the story and he tells him he's going to iowa yeah. to this farm with his friend and i'm sure he told his father the friend's name so if he dies goes in the cornfield disappears that father is going to be calling the police and arresting kevin costner for murder ah uh, no that wouldn't happen on this one. no that wouldn't happen on this one i mean i'm just getting i'm getting dark but well because the sheriff in town's favorite care uh, you know f- favorite baseball player let's say was like i don't know um babe ruth to make yeah. it easy and then he goes down to arrest him, and he looks over there, and there's Babe with a signed baseball bat. He's not going to get arrested. He's not going to get. <laughs> so now we're bribing police. Hell yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> hey, whatever floats your boat, man. How do you take the wife's acceptance of everything so quickly? Because it happens. Like, he builds the baseball park within, like, the first 15, 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah. I think it's a little hard to buy it the first time, but then she starts hearing it, too, and seeing stuff in her dreams. So, like... I get where she's coming from. I feel bad for her because she has like that big victory at that rally. And like, he's so obsessed with what's going on with him and his visions that he just completely ignores her. And I wish they would have done more with that. Like more of her being left in the dust while he's pursuing this giant thing. And I guess to a point it is with her having to deal with the financials while he's off running the boss. When she turns the corner after getting off the phone and there's her brother with the two bank guys. Yeah. It's kind of weird that she got on board so fast, but yeah. Cause I mean like he, he, he he tells her, be like, I'm I'm hearing voices out in the field. They're telling me to build this. Well, what is it? Well, I don't know. Then, then he gets a vision of a baseball field and she tells him, and I mean, and then he tells her, and she's just like, well, are you sure? And he's like, yeah. And she goes, okay, fine. If this is what you really want to do, you know, we'll do it. And then the next day, he builds the thing. And then even then, it's like he's staring out the window. And it takes like a year. Yeah. But then eventually, the daughter comes around and goes, there's a man standing in the field. <laughs> and yeah. then that's when, like everything comes to a head. This is a different kind of sports movie. Oh, it is. It is. And I like it. I like sports movies. I'm not a huge sports fan, but I, li- but I like sports movies. Um, I really like this one because it incorporates sports. So you don't need to have like a, like any history you need to know. It tells you mm-hmm. like, it's very informative and sets it up very well. Yeah. It's a lot of narration there at the beginning. Oh yeah. A lot, a lot of no- narration. Um, but it's all needed for the story compared to something like 42, like where it's like a straight up biopic. Like I yeah. like something like this where it takes the history and plays with it and it, it turns it into its own thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like I don't, how would you, do, like if you had to pick a genre for this film, what would you do? Like sports fantasy? Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, there's not really a lot like this. Really, I mean, there really I isn't. The, the only thing I can think that's even remotely similar is Angels in the Outfield. Yeah. And even that's completely different. Yeah, because it's a kid's film. Yeah. What I think is the, the biggest draw to this is that it's basically an adult kid movie. Like, it's basically, a, it's a, it's a grown-up fantasy for baseball fans. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, you're telling me I can build this thing in my backyard and all of the great players that have passed on will come back and just practice and play just to to have fun? Like, yeah, hell, I'll go into bankruptcy to build that because I know I'm going to, you know, it's going to be one great experience and two, I mean, as long as other people can see it. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you're you're not going to have to worry about anything. Yeah. Now, the baseball field's real, right? Yeah. I heard something about them having like financial issues or somebody vandalized the field recently. I didn't hear about that. I know that I knew that it was in the news recently. Yeah. Yeah. Back in January, somebody drove through the field. See, that field looks different now than it did in the movie. Or is that just me? You also have to account for the fact of like how long it's been. 
Yeah. And it wasn't when they made it for the f- movie. It was just your classic diamond, like old school diamond. Yeah. Now that is made to actually be used. Okay. So you've got stretches of dirt on there that weren't there for the film, like the stretch of dirt that goes from the pitcher's mound to home plate. Yeah. And and for those, well, for everybody listening, for those listening, ha, there's no live studio audience here. We're not Nickelodeon. Yeah. Um, my attempt at humor. Anyway. So I got it. you've got, when you watch the film, you've got the pitcher's mound is a, just a dirt circle. Yeah. Nowadays, there's a dirt strat, like strip that goes from where the pitcher's mound is to home plate. And you Why is that? It's something that they it's something that they started doing recently. Um, okay. To be honest, I don't know. Uh, it's just because honestly, it looks like a penis. Yeah, I know. Just um, throwing that out there. And then you've got the extra dirt strips that go outside where the foul lines are. Yeah. And in uh, again, that's another thing that I'm not exactly sure why, hmm. but a lot of more modern baseball fields that are used for like um uh youth to have that type of a setup okay uh one fun piece of trivia that i learned after watching the movie is that um there's no one knows who the voice is that says if you build it they will come like they're they have never confirmed who the voice is who provided the voice well, that's because they didn't need to. You, you, you go into any fil- uh, field in Iowa and you hear voices like that. Oh, really? Yeah, it's the corn. It's I've the never, wind going through the corn. I've never gone to Iowa. It's, so. what, it's what gave them the idea for it. If you stand in any cornfield in Iowa and you just stand there and listen for a little bit, the wind going through the corn, it sounds like if you build it, it will come. And they just amplified it a little bit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's not. It's uncredited. You don't have to pay corn. This is true. Corn is pretty cheap. You gotta be careful though; it gets stuck in your teeth. Yeah. Well, these things happen. Yeah. Mm. Anything else you got? Well, the one th- as a fanatic like yeah. I am, the one thing I like about this, and one thing I was thinking of the last time I was watching it, um, you've got obviously baseball didn't integrate fully um, in the modern era until. Jackie Robinson finally broke that barrier or the owner of the Dodgers high, you know, signed him to make him the first player. Yeah. Um, the players in this film are from more of the golden age what people call the golden age of baseball, which is, or which is around the time, you know, Shoeless Joe in 1911, you also have Ty Cobb, you also have Roger Hornsbury and you have Babe Ruth and you've yeah. got all those players. All of them are white. Mm hmm. You won't have any other skin tone playing with them during the time period. So yeah. it's the one thing that kind of ages this film a little bit. But at the same time, if you know the history of it, you understand it. Yeah. So it's not going to be that big of a problem. Um, but if you're watching this film and you know you see the players out in the field, if you're not aware of what the different like every uniform was a pro team. Yeah. MLB, like actual Major League Baseball uniforms. Some of them were changed a tiny bit to make them more noticeable. Um, But the one that's going to be the least well-known amongst people that aren't as into the history is the Philadelphia A's. Okay. Athletics, which which are now the Oakland Athletics. Um, 
same colors, but you've got the White Sox with the S, the Yankees with the NY, Giants had the like the orange and the black. Yeah. They had the Cardinals were there. There's about three or four Cardinals players there. There were two Reds players, and then there were players from the Philadelphia Athletics, and that was the one with the more like English style. Yeah. A. I just I love that type of stuff when they get that detailed and uh, yeah into things. And this was definitely the movie that did it mm-hmm. to do it because if they didn't, they would have gotten their heads ripped off. Yeah, yeah, because it's the kind of thing where you get those purists who want to make mm-hmm. sure that everything is accurate. And if and if, if there's one thing baseball fanatics can claim is that we have the most annoying, <laughs> diehard, <laughs> purist fans you can get. I don't know. I I could probably think of a few fandoms that would fight you on that. There are a few Trekkies out there that would like just picture like the people, the fans from Galaxy Quest. Okay, well they've they've got their equals in the baseball spectrum. Yeah, I mean, sports is just like a TV show that never goes off the air. True. You have yeah, you have your season premiere and then your season finale. Yeah. Season might end a little sooner than some other teams, but still. Yeah, yeah. but th- it's still the way it works. And yeah. then people get dressed up, mm-hmm. cosplay. Yeah, go to events, and cheer. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, exactly the same thing. And that's I don't know. Movies like this to me are just they're they're good ones to. If you have a couple, if you it's not that long of a movie, it's like an hour and thirty something. Yeah, it wasn't long at all. So I mean, it, that and it's just, for me, it's one of those movies I can just put in on like yeah. an afternoon. Yeah, it's it's a good one for that, especially mm-hmm. like this time of year mm-hmm. where it's nice outside. But if it's nice outside, get get the fuck out. <laughs> just go outside. Open, <laughs> open a window. That's all you got to do. Open a window. Watch the field of dreams. Yeah. Hear voices come through the window. Mm-hmm. You want to order a pizza? That's mm-hmm. the voice I hear. Yeah. Order a pizza. Order a pizza, and they will come. Be like, yeah. who will come? Well, the, the, the delivery, delivery guy. man, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, I I highly recommend this if you haven't seen it yet. Um, I'm probably one of the few people who have it hasn't seen it until now. Yeah. Well, so it's, it it's on Netflix for now. I think I think I just read somewhere that it's leaving. But yeah, check it out if you can. For you have to watch this podcast. Oh no, 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 you're leading this podcast. I'm leading this. Yes. So. For you have to watch this podcast. I'm Ryan. And I'm Alan.